I am here to offend all of you. There was no preparation, inclination, or forethought whatsoever. How does Satan kill? You just need to stop it. Why are these Why are these people here? Why, why are they here? You've almost made it to the weekend. Give us some men who know the truth. <laughs> What's going on, guys? This is Jarrell. You're listening to the No More Silence podcast. Uh, I got some good feedback from the last episode, and I, I appreciate that, right? Feedback helps me know that people are listening. Even if it's just one or two, I appreciate it, okay? Now, if you didn't hear last week, um, the boy got married, all right? I, I got married this Sunday May 2nd, um, 2021, and so it's, it's just been, uh, it's been really good, an adjustment for sure, but a good one, you know what I mean, just kind of figuring out scheduling, figuring out different, uh, different things, you know, it's living, living with someone all the time is an adjustment, but it's a beautiful thing, and so I'm really grateful to have a wife and to call Elaine my wife. Just a few months ago, maybe a year ago, we didn't know where the relationship was going to go. Things seemed a little distant. Things seemed a little far off. And we we didn't know, you know, what to do and how things would end up. So for us to be married now, for us to be on a path of love and of a promise and commitment to each other is a really good thing. It's beautiful. and, And I know that God has been working in that for sure. And so one of the things that, that I do want to speak about today is how God loves to repair and heal relationships, okay? We're going to be talking about four people from the Old Testament, all right? We have King David, his best friend, Jonathan, and then we have Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth. Maybe it was his grandson, but... Uh, sometimes it says son, sometimes it says grandson. Those can just mean like it was his descendant. And then we have Ziba, who was the family servant, right? Jonathan's family servant. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see how, you know, a promise was made, distance was created, and then relationship was repaired. People humbled themselves, laid down their positions, and someone who was considered at a lower position was elevated, someone considered at an elevated position was lowered so that a relationship could be fixed and a promise could be kept. Um, So before we get into it, I just want to pray that we will read this correctly and that we will understand it rightly and that God will speak to us and that we can trust in Jesus more. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word. Help us not take it for granted. Help us not think it's just stories and just words and just man-made anything, Lord. We want to believe and we know that this is inspired and breathed out by God. These words are yours. You said them to us so that we can live and we can follow you. So help us to grow in faith. Help us to grow in grace and peace. And help us to trust in Jesus forever. In Jesus' name, amen.
Now, guys, we're going to be starting in 2 Samuel chapter 9. Okay, I'm just going to give a little bit of a backstory here. So King David, right, before he was king, he was just David. And he had a friend named Jonathan. And they made a promise that whoever would be king, uh, whoever died first, whoever lived first, no matter what happened, that they would always honor each other and protect each other and their families. So Jonathan ended up dying in a battle. And so he did have a descendant whose name was Mephibosheth. All right. Now, Mephibosheth, when he was young, his nanny was running with him and she dropped him and he fell and, and both of his feet became crippled. So he couldn't he couldn't walk. Now, as far as we know, Mephibosheth is forgotten about. No one really remembers him until years later when David is now king. He is victorious in a lot of wars. He's establishing justice and righteousness in the kingdom. And then he remembers the promise that he had with Jonathan. And he wants to keep and maintain this, this promise and um, the relationship. He wants to honor the relationship that he had with Jonathan. And so what King David does is he finds the person who used to be the servant of Jonathan's family. And this person is Ziba. Ziba was the family servant. So David goes to Ziba and he says, have you found anyone who is a family member of Jonathan? All right. Now, as far as we know, Ziba's chilling. He's doing his own thing. He's not really concerned about all of this. And he tells David that there's Mephibosheth. Okay. And so David tells him what to do. And now, so in Second Samuel chapter 9, verse 11, the Bible takes it from here. It says in verse 11, Ziba said to the king, your servant will do all the king commands, my lord. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table, just like one of the king's sons. So Mephibosheth was Jonathan's grandson or son. And even though the promise wasn't made specifically to Mephibosheth, because King David wanted to honor his friendship, honor his relationship and honor his promise, it now passed to Mephibosheth, and now he is treated as one of the king's own sons. He is eating at the table, just like one of the king's sons. And now this desire to hold on to a promise and maintain a relationship didn't originate in King David, right? It started with God. God is the one who taught King David this kind of care for relationships. And so what God does is he sees that our relationship with him is broken. It's not what it's supposed to be. It's not what it used to be um, when he first created man and woman. And so what he does is he wants to honor the promise he made to his people. And it was that he would be their God. They would be his people. He would not abandon them and he will do all for their good. And so to keep that promise and to maintain that relationship, he sent a servant. And that servant that God sent was Jesus. The same way Ziba said to the king, Jesus said to the father, I will do all that the king commands. Okay, so he stooped low. He found his people. He laid down his position. Jesus laid down his life. And he did the work that was required 
so that we can sit at the king's table, just like one of the king's own sons, right? So Jesus was in a high position. He lowered himself. He gave himself. He humbled himself. He served the father. He um, obeyed the father. And now us who were low, who were crippled in a sense and had nothing to offer God, but because God still wanted to maintain a relationship with us because he wanted to fulfill promises to us. He raised us up and now we can enjoy the king and sit at the table. So Mephibosheth had a young son. This is verse 12, whose name was Micah. All those living in Ziba's house were Mephibosheth's servants now. So in the same way, Jesus lowered himself and all of those who were with Jesus, right? The angels in heaven, they now are here to minister to us and serve us at our um, for our help and, and for uh, God working things in us. Jesus lowered himself to serve us, and now even his angels do the same thing. Um, not that we earned it, right? Mephibosheth didn't deserve this, but because God himself wanted to keep this relationship, wanted to repair this relationship, and wanted to maintain promises, this is what Jesus did to us. He lowered himself. He died on a cross. He was shamed. He was crucified and accused of things that he did not do so that we now have a new citizenship, right? In verse 13, it says, Mephibosheth now lived in Jerusalem because he was always eating at the king's table. The king even moved him. He was now part of Jerusalem. He now lived in the same hometown as the king. And so in the same way, the great lengths that... Um, Ziba went through and that King David went through from Mephibosheth. This is what God and Jesus have done for us. They have saw that we were crippled, saw that we were not in right relationship. And they uh, lowered Jesus, lowered himself so that we can be with the father at his table. And then it says that his feet had been injured. So so even though this man's worth Technically, in the world's eyes, was nothing because he was injured. He had nothing to offer. He had nothing to bring to the table. The relationship was still repaired because someone was willing to humble themselves, lower themselves, and not be prideful. And in the same way, right, in our relationships with people and with God, we need to humble ourselves. We need to lower ourselves and follow the example that Jesus Christ himself laid for us so that we now can have a new citizenship in heaven with God at the king's table, enjoying the king, even though we are still broken, we are still hurting, we are still sinful, right? He wasn't made perfect, but he now has a new access, a new citizenship and a new relationship. And this is what God offers to us, right? He offers that to, from us to him and also with other people. If we're willing to humble ourselves to, to remember what Christ did for us, to put our faith in what Christ did for us and to follow him in that humility. And God will look on us with that same favor that King David looked at Mephibosheth with. So I would encourage you to go to 2 Samuel chapter 9 and chapter 4. Just read those um, chapters. Pray that God will open your eyes so that you can see how much the king loves you. You can see how much the father and the servant Jesus loves you and laid so much down so that you can be members of the family. You can now sit at the table as well. All right, guys. So again, thanks for listening. If you have relationships that need help, humble yourself, be humble. Don't worry about, you know, looking bad. 
Just lay down what you can, lay down everything, and 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 keep your eyes on Jesus. Okay. Um, thanks for coming. See you later. God bless.